0: to you here is me Kaya and I am with
1: Jason and we are just two uh, one day to be retired janitors living in Idaho you know having our uh, pension or whatever that means tied up <laughs> in, that
0: means.
1: <laughs> tied up in um, stock for uh, in a media company that's far off in New York City that you know has executives fighting over the fate of uh of the company and god all knows social, us.
0: social security won't be around by the time we reach our retirement age um, yeah. but maybe pensions will i guess <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly so, so there
0: is so much happening in this episode oh that i i'll admit you guys i am not used to this kind of talk i am not used to this kind of tv like i watch good tv don't get me wrong but i've corporate shows are not my thing um and there was a lot of corporate jargon there going on
1: mm-hmm. but
0: thank god you know i have jason here and even though he might not be an expert he understands a lot more than me and we're ready to just like dive headfirst into this episode yes Yes. I mean, there
1: was a lot going on, you know, it was a big shareholders meeting, um, for people that, that haven't worked in, um, you know, corporate America that are maybe, you know, based outside of New York city or were just kind of confused, you know, it was a, a shareholders meeting, you know, it's, it was obviously talked about a lot leading up to this episode and, um, you know, it's just an update from the company. Um, obviously they've been under a lot of scrutiny, um, coming out of season two where, uh, the whole cruise scandal broke And, you know, Stewie, um, who works with Sandy, who was the angry, um, zucchini man, as he said, (laughs) the vegetable, um, uh, you know, they, um, are the private equity that owns a large piece of, uh, Waystar and, you know, they were essentially threatening to, um, uh, put out a vote of no confidence, which is you know essentially them saying, "Hey guys, you know we need to have a big vote um, during the shareholders meeting to see if we you know should kick um, you know Logan Roy out of power and and essentially seize control of the company because we see as you know the um, uh, the financial um, you know safekeepers of the company we see some major problems so. Essentially, what they were looking to do was negotiate with um, the Roys to try to figure out some kind of solution here in this episode so they didn't have to go to this vote where, you know, as Roman said, the retired janitors of Idaho would get to vote on the fate of um, the Roy family staying in power. So that's kind of like the gist of it um you know they don't really do the show doesn't do a great job explaining like how all this stuff works you kind of just see the the notepads being laid down and the pens being neatly organized um you know all you know in this you know what look like it slapped
0: not to, mm-hmm. to interrupt you but those sandwiches that they put out at the shareholder meeting the shareholders meeting yeah those sandwiches those submarine sandwiches like oh my god It looks like it's slap, honestly.
1: And you know that they, um, those sandwiches never get eaten. You know what I mean? Like they just sit there all day, except for like Greg, who like goes around and has to fuel his tall body um, with the sandwiches. But uh, what was your gut reaction for this episode? I mean, a lot happened. There was was a high action episode.
0: Um, I honestly was surprised that, you know, that Logan was mad at Shiv. I think that Shiv actually did the right thing. I think what she pulled off was smart. Like she got them a seat and they're not going to vote because I feel like if they went to a vote, they would lose control of the company or he would get kicked out at least. Mm -hmm. So I was very off put by the fact that he was upset at Shiv to the point where he was basically screaming after he couldn't even recognize his children because he had a fucking uti what mm-hmm. was your reaction
1: to it yeah i mean my gut reaction was like definitely um you know take a few days off if you have a uti <laughs> those things are are very serious um and I actually did uh, as gross as this sounds like i did some googling like afterwards i was like can you actually like go crazy from a uti and a hundred percent you can that is definitely a thing i didn't really know about it but um it is, it is definitely a thing. So yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I'm in a
0: succession group on Facebook, you guys, like if you guys ever want to find people who are as passionate as us about this show, after you listen to us, of course, go on Facebook and look up succession Facebook groups. And there was actually this one woman who says that she deals with elderly people. And she says that in patients with Um, that are older but especially in patients with dementia like a UTI is not just a UTI we can just take some cranberry pills and you're fine Mm -hmm. literally a UTI can fuck you up like it fucked Logan up and I'm like you just learn something new every day well not every day but every episode of this show and it's like the weirdest things (laughs) that you learn that turn out to be true
1: Yeah. I mean, this episode definitely made me think a lot more of like, just how, um, I mean, we know that a lot of these characters are, are kind of idiotic and make dumb choices and are trying to vie for power against each other. But this episode really made me think a lot about like, are they also on top of all this, just like bad at their jobs? Like, are these people that just don't really understand like how to, you know, successfully, uh, like negotiate in their roles and like also recognize when um, their leader is clearly not well. And uh, you know, they need to like figure something out instead, which at the end of the day Shiv did that, you know, and I think that we can get to this, but I think she's the winner of this episode by far Um, just in terms of, you know, stepping up and, and really, I think, you know, one of the major themes of this episode was like, okay, like who's going to run this company? Who's going to remain in power in the Roy family? It's going to be the kid that acts independently and moves the needle for the company. You know, Kendall's trying to like take over in his own weird way, which I still don't fully understand after this episode, but I think Shiv wins because she was able to close the deal without consulting her father. You know, it's like, here's the first person that's actually not like groveling and waiting for, for Logan to, to, you know, try to give his opinion, because in this episode, he wasn't able to give his opinion. He was out of his mind. And while, you know, Jerry and um, uh, Tom, you know, and, and everyone else was kind of like sitting around, like, waiting for something to actually happen, Shiv took it upon herself and she's like, you know what? I'll deal with the fallout. I'm gonna talk to Sandy's daughter, who is also named Sandy, and close this thing so that we don't lose the company. And it's because of her that, yeah. that I it got thought that done.
0: was such a smart move.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean someone had to do it, right? Like I think the whole episode you were kind of just waiting like, okay, who's gonna figure this out? Is it gonna be Kendall from you know his talks with Stewie and you know, maybe he would make something up to Stewie and say that, you know, Logan gave the go-ahead to him to close the deal. I thought that could have been a possibility. Um, it didn't happen. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, it was uh, Shiv that stepped up and, and just met with her and said, look, we'll give you the board seats. We'll get rid of the planes, the, the PJs. Um, but, you know, we need to close this thing now. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, because they couldn't risk going. To the vote and mm-hmm. okay so i think that we should also take a look at the reactions of everyone when they realize that logan is sick like kendall didn't react the way that i thought that he was going to react because we saw kendall in the field just an episode before he was physically holding his father up and even mm-hmm. though you know he was talking this shit in his ear i felt like he was still there to protect Logan, and compared to this episode where he's seeing that everyone is freaking out about Logan, his dad is sick. Kendall didn't really have an, an emotional reaction to that. Mm-hmm. I, I I thought that was that was just not because usually Kendall, like even though he springs into action, he wants to set everything in place, you know, for the company. He wants to keep everything cool, calm, collected. As important as it was, Kendall, like he saw that his dad was sick, and he kind of really just didn't give a fuck about it. He was just worried about the company. So I'm, I'm thinking, like what we said the last episode is Kendall, like slowly becoming more and more detached and more mm-hmm. focused on what's his next move going to be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Whereas,
0: like she, she was concerned about her father you know, sprung into action, made sure she called, you know, the, the the lady who was supposed to give him his medicine. But at the same time, you know, she's getting shit done. She had a more emotional reaction. Mm-hmm. Roman, of course, he freaks out. Like, Roman is such a daddy's boy that, like, I'm worried what's going to happen, unfortunately, you know, if and when Logan dies. I think Tom also um, was someone who, he sprung into action, even though he was... <laughs> He was helping him use the bathroom. he said, yeah. like, no problem. Pop, pop,
1: pop. Oh, my like, God. That was amazing.
0: Just, just fucking around. But I think that he also sprung into action by, like, telling people, like, okay, Logan is sick right now, like, realizing that and trying to, like, kind of take control of that. And then we have Connor, who he wasn't really worried about his dad either, but he was more worried about the president. There were just so many <laughs> different reactions. Yeah. Of, the people realizing that Logan is sick, that it kind of like took me off guard, but it also let me know who is ready to, you know, control the company and who is not. And I think it's very clear, Connor is not even, he's a non-factor, but also Roman can't do it because not only did he basically like shut down and freak out that his dad is sick, he also fucked up the call with the
1: raisin. Oh my gosh. I know when the stakes, I mean, Roman really had a moment in this episode to like shine, right? Like he's kind of been groveling all season. Some of the points he's been making have been good. A lot of it though, he's just making his same stupid comments. I mean, we've talked about this in previous episodes that like, yeah, he's kind of just been fumbling the ball here. You know, he's always saying like, yeah, it really shouldn't be me. But then like behind closed doors, you know, he's telling Jerry, like, you know, I really want to, like, I really want this job. I really want to, you know, become something. Um, And finally, you know, towards the end of that episode, he had a big chance to make it right. You know, he was talking to the president of the United States um, to, you know, essentially have, have him call off the investigation and you know, he's just fumbling his words, he's fumbling with jokes, and at the end of the day, the president's actually telling him that he's, you know, stepping, stepping down or he's not going to, I'm sorry, he's not going to run again, um, and that, you know, the, the, um, Roy's biggest ally is essentially going away, um, and, you know, at a moment where Roman could have been like, well, okay, but can you just, like, help us before you leave, like, we could work something out, it was kind of just, like, this fizzle. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's just it. It really just makes me wonder. Like, is Roman just more and more on the same level of like a cousin Greg? Like, is he just there to make jokes that are inappropriate, and that's it? And then the main characters of this show—it's really kind of like Shiv versus um, Kendall, you know, and Logan. You know, like is that kind of like the main, uh, main action of the series? and who we should be really focusing our attention on. Because in the past, in in previous seasons, I really thought Roman was um, like a legitimate contender to be the CEO. I mean, he went to the training camp. He had that whole kind of storyline. You know, he's he's made moves. He's uh, given great ideas to his father. And now I just feel like he's fizzling out.
0: What do you think? Yeah, because especially after the whole thing happened where Kendall killed that um, the worker at the wedding or whatever, like especially after that, I felt that Roman kind of had the upper hand mm-hmm. uh, when they were like shutting down the other company or whatever. And just, just in general, I thought that Roman kind of had the upper hand because of his closeness with Jerry. Because he's not, unfortunately, you know, like an addict like Kindle. I just thought that he would. All he needs is a little bit more time and experience and being under Jerry's wing. Would kind of get him ready for that, but mm-hmm. when he fucked up the call before he even really got to talk to the president by saying, "Oh, you know, I know what not to say," whatever, and the president heard it, and I'm like, "Bro, like, what is what is Roman's deal here?" Yeah, and it's like we're comparing him to cousin Greg, but now we're seeing we're seeing Greg trying to sue his grandpa, who he can't sue. But oh now gosh. he can't see green And you were saying before that Greg basically yes. needs to either shit or get off the pot. And yes. we saw his grandpa telling that. Please tell me your thoughts on that situation yeah. and also on you know what Greg is like about to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm happy I'm happy to take the win um, on that one because I called out last episode that, you know, Greg is become this character where he's increasingly having a big role in the plot where he has this um, information on his father. He has this, infor- or I'm sorry, he has this information on the company with the cruise documents. He has information on, you know, bad stuff that Tom has done, but he's kind of bobbling back and forth and that, you know, it's almost like a disservice to his character to not have him kind of like strive for something bigger and then actually be forced to make decisions on it. And it was his grandfather who actually said it to him that I was like, oh my, oh my God, God, finally, where, you know, you need to take yourself seriously, kid. Right? Like you need to take yourself seriously. That's and what you've
0: been wanting to say to Greg.
1: That is all that I've ever all wanted season. to say to Greg all season. And, you know, now he's at a point where he's he's got to make a decision. He's, he has to take himself seriously. And he's officially without a lifeboat um, of his grandfather's money. So now he really needs to pick a side. He either needs to, you know, join Logan's defense, um, you know, and if they win, he gets the theme park job of his dreams. Um, but the downside of that is that Kendall's essentially gonna like sell him down the river to uh, the um, the DOJ or he goes back and joins Kendall but he doesn't have the money to be neutral anymore, so.
0: Do you think that he's actually going to sue Greenpeace and will it work out?
1: I mean, that would be an amazing storyline. That's what
0: I want to know.
1: It's almost like too far though from the main plot of the show for them to like have another subplot of Greg like legitimately trying to sue Greenpeace other than him just like taking calls and talking about it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think- Yeah, that's what I- I don't
0: want to see them in court- (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I just want to see like the solution to that. Yeah. I want to see Ewan's reaction to that. I want to see how it ends up. Right. Um, what I wanted to know was the meeting with Greg and Kendall. Why do you think that he let Greg know? You know what's going to happen. Um, was it because he wanted him back on the team, Kendall? Or was it because mm. he genuinely likes Greg and wants to not maybe not likes him, but he's he sees that Greg is just like a, a fucking kid who doesn't know mm-hmm. what he's doing. And um letting him know that like, hey, this is the the you know that the effects of your actions. What did you think about the meeting between those two and and why he let him know that he's gonna get burned?
1: Yeah. I and mean, I think it's a combination of the two, right? Like it's like Kendall really wants Greg as an ally just because he likes him and he's family. And he's also someone that I feel like Greg is still one of those characters that does have some humanity left. And I think we saw that last season too. Um, But that's one of the reasons why Kendall wants him on his team. Like Greg is actually like a very like moral guy. Um, And I think because Kendall's trying to go down this moral road, he's also like, okay, if you don't join me, then I will have to burn you. Like I'll, I'll, I'll you know, like I'll have to, um, you know, implicate you in these charges. Um, but as Kendall said, he's like, look, I still care about you. The DOJ is not going to like, you're not going to go to prison, um, but they are going to try to use you I'm to get like to bigger. Right. Meanwhile, you know, Tom's looking to try to Um, have a child so that, you know, he has collateral if he does go to prison, which is even crazier. Um, But... yeah, Can we
0: talk about that for a minute? Yeah, let's talk about it. Tom basically wants to get Shiv pregnant before he goes to jail. And he's saying that it's like, you know, he he needs something in order to, you know, like basically do his time. Like he needs Mm -hmm. something to look forward to when he comes out. But I also think that it's because... Tom feels in the back of his head if he goes to jail she probably will divorce him so if Mm -hmm. they have a child together it binds them together for life and it kind of goes back to that weird story that he told last episode to where he's trying to get in this family so bad that you know maybe you know having an offspring is actually going to help and I think that it would be a terrible terrible time for shiv to get pregnant during this and um tom i just he stresses me out
1: yeah i mean he's definitely having um a very interesting season i think that he is in many ways doing some of the best acting of the season um Mm -hmm. however yeah i mean he all he's ever really wanted is to be part of the roy family and to have a legitimate, you know, claim to power, a legitimate position in the company. And he's constantly just used as as the scapegoat, as the, you know, whipping post or whatever. And he's uh, put in these positions where, you know, he is supposed to kind of sacrifice himself. And when he does, you know, say like, yeah, like I would go to prison for you guys. Like, I really love the family. They're like, oh, great, thanks, Tom. And he's like, wait, like, hold on a second, but it's already too late. So I think like this is really gonna let me go to jail. Yeah, exactly. So he's in this weird like position where um yeah, like he, he's in a lose lose uh, type of thing. And you know, that moment with Logan was so great because it's almost like the only the only time when Tom is truly brought into the family and someone shows him any kind of affection, it's when Logan is out of his mind from a UTI. <laughs> like in the bathroom, you know, and Tom is just like trying to hold him like, do you need me to like, you know, help you? Yeah. And Logan's like, what? No. And you know, it's just this, it's, it's a hilarious moment, probably one of the funniest uh, moments from the show. Um, but really just also you can see it in Tom's face, like how badly he wants to be part of it all and how at every turn, he's just still always going to be the outsider. Um, And, you know, there's a sadness to that, too. For sure. So
0: the other big thing here is I really didn't understand, maybe you can help me with this, Kendall's angle of going on stage and having, like, a Me Too moment where he's reading out these Mm -hmm. names because it's like you've already had your moment where you went off the rails at a press conference before. Um, you know that your dad is sick. You guys barely just you know didn't go to vote. So why would you take that time to then do this weird thing and then announce that he's starting a foundation or whatever mm-hmm. for the victims? What was what was his
1: Goal, what yeah. was the
0: reason? What was the point?
1: Yeah, this episode um really confused me in terms of the Kendall of it all, because I really wasn't sure what his motivations were by the end of this. You know, we've seen him, you know, kind of on this um, you know, righteous quest to expose the company, but it's all backed by his desire to cut some kind of deal with Stewie where he ends up as the CEO or he's brought in and essentially put in a position of power um, or at least convince, you know, his family that he should be put in the top CEO spot, you know, and it's, he's almost like, you know, just from where we were left last season, like, okay, he wants to be a killer fine. He's drawn a line in the sand. He's going against his father. Their relationship is, you know, pretty much over by the end of this episode. Um, But he kind of like doesn't know what to do. Like he doesn't know the steps, the exact steps he should be taking to get that CEO spot. So he's kind of like punching out into the dark. He's like, okay, you know, I could use this DOJ investigation to put away my father. You know, I could use, you know, Twitter and these like PR specialists to make me look really good
0: he has the papers allegedly I feel like he has all this ammo so that he can use behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and he's doing this this weird shit like on camera that's only hurting the company that he wants to take over
1: Right, and that's where I'm also confused because I'm like okay you have all these like silver bullets but what are the exact steps that will leave Kendall as the CEO that is not clear to me I don't know. Do you is it do you do feel, I don't the same feel way? like it's like, what
0: he's doing. Yeah. I, I feel like he's making like missteps. Like it, it doesn't make sense to me because you guys just barely like got by and now you're listing the victims of uh, the crime and saying that you're starting like a foundation and you want to be the CEO of the very company that you're going up against. And I get that, you know, Shiv like released that letter and then Mm -hmm. he he, i thought him and logan maybe not left off on better terms but i thought they kind of had an understanding that like it's kind of like a ceasefire as for right now that we need to Mm -hmm. make the public believe that our company is still on top and that we're going to change and all this shit so i don't understand his motivations and i also don't understand why Logan said that he wanted to meet with him and then he left the building. Was that like a power move?
1: Oh, 100%. It was just like one more way for Logan to cut back at Kendall for, you know, interrupting the conference at the end. And I think you're totally right. And I think it, you know, at least for right now, it's unclear what Kendall's endgame is other than to use, um, you know, both negative PR and the Justice Department to remove Logan from the CEO position, um, but it isn't clear, in my opinion, you know what steps uh, Kendall is going to take to become the CEO, um, and that's yet to be revealed. I think it will be revealed somehow. You know, maybe he um, you know cuts a deal with Logan as he's on his way out. Maybe he cuts a deal with Stewie, you know, there's those extra board seats now, maybe he gets, you know, placed on the board somehow instead. So I think he still has moves to make, and I think it's going to become clear as the season goes on.
0: Okay, and as far as Greg, do you think that there's a chance that he's going back to Team Kendall? Because I, there were a lot of funny moments this episode including when logan asked basically like the security guard like what do you think what do you think we should do and the security mm-hmm. guard is just like what are you talking about but the funniest moment for me was when when kendall was doing what he was doing on stage and then greg looks at the tv and he like folds his arms and he's like he's so annoying i'm like <laughs> greg literally shut the fuck up it was Uh, so funny i'm like okay so is greg now done with kendall or do you think that he could possibly go back to to team kendall
1: well i think greg is uh immature in the way that he's always chasing the big shiny object right like he wants the watch he wants the fancy job and i think he's just going to do whatever it takes to in or whatever it takes in his mind to get that so i think as of right now he's on team logan Um, the only way he would go back to team Kendall is if like, he literally gets like on the verge, if if he's on the verge of getting like arrested by the FBI because of information that Kendall is about to share, you know, and he's like terrified of going to prison, just like Tom. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I just think Greg is a character that he just wants that big shiny object. So he's going to do whatever it takes to be in, um, Logan's good graces. It looks like his... You know, Gramps is done with him. He's given away his money, and you know, all that's left for Greg is a is a potential lawsuit against Greenpeace. Um, you know, will he bobble back and forth? Probably. Uh, will some other crazy thing happen with him? Probably. But I don't know. I think he's just trying to go for the the best uh, uh, monetary thing for himself. Yeah.
0: So then, with Connor. Is uh, he now gonna become the head? Was it was it European TV or something? Yeah, Some, of, something, yeah. yeah. Is he gonna become the head of European TV now that Logan is no longer piss mad? Like, is that still a thing, or is he gonna take it back? Or is he gonna now focus on running for president since the president just said that he stepped down because mm. Connor was extremely excited about that? So what yeah. what's what's next for Connor?
1: Well, do you think that logan was out of his mind when he offered the european tv leadership role to to connor like do you think he was crazy then or not or was he being serious i, I
0: would say yes but at the same time how how valuable is european tv to Waystar our royco really right. so i'm like maybe he just threw him a bone
1: yeah i mean it's a little bit of like at this point, like what even matters and, you know, like also Connor is looking and he's looking to run, right. He's looking to run to be the president of the United States. So being the head of like European TV, I don't think Connor even realizes how that translates. Um, But yeah, I mean, I feel like we're about to see Connor take uh, a bigger role in the next few episodes where it looks like, you know, the Roy's are going to try to figure out, um, uh, you know which presidential candidate they should back um, that will replace their their current, you know, presidential ally, um, and I think it's just going to be really funny because we're going to see Connor being like, "Well, you know, whoever we're backing, it's really just going to be a path to get me in the office in you know four more years." So uh, I think I think we're going to be in for uh, a. Where lot the of hell fun. is Willow? I know what happened. I think she's for maybe. Sure. She's off like, filming uh, good, uh, the marvelous so Mrs. Maisel. I don't know if you watch that show, but she has a role in it. <laughs> Legit. The actress has a has a small. No, one, I so heard.
0: That.
1: Yeah. Um, so many people know. are going to
0: that show. Like so many people from the Gilmore Girls are going to be on that show. I heard it's good. So shout, shout out to out the marvelous. To Marvel. Yeah,
1: shout out to marvelous <laughs> Mrs. Maisel. Um, you know, we yeah. we we support that show. On this podcast yeah we
0: support that show for real for real um so do you think that the bunny is dead
1: i mean bunnies can't really eat bagels and, and i think that's a big like wh- what did you think of all that and what do you think what do you think it represents in kendall's life or is it pure comedy what
0: is it signifying i yeah. think it's definitely i think it, i think it's metaphorically saying that these little moves that Kendall is making is definitely like um, working like against him rather than for him Mm -hmm. I think it's signaling that he's making the wrong moves because at first you know the last episode he was just like oh you know just you got a bunny you know just fucking give it some water or whatever and then for it to come up again in the beginning of the episode and then also again in the middle of the episode it's like okay so what the fuck is going on with this bunny and what does Mm -hmm. it mean and i've never owned a bunny either so i don't i didn't know that i couldn't have bagels like i know that they eat (laughs) lettuce but i'm so glad because now if i get a bunny i can't give them not that i like to share my bagels like i'm not a bagel share in the first place but my god is it because they can't eat gluten like what's the problem with that like can they not process it
1: I think it has something to do with the gluten of it all. I mean, you know, it's also like a small rodent. Like, I don't think like, do they, would, would even um, like a wild bunny eat like wheat? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they wouldn't even eat wheat. (laughs) So it's just not a natural food. Yeah. Like in the wild. It's not a natural food for bunnies. I mean, yeah, I think it's, it's interesting. Right. Like it's a symbol of like the way um, Logan's, you know, moves like, these little moves that, like, he maybe thinks doesn't have a big effect, you know, really aren't working in his favor. Um, I think it's also, like, a symbol of uh, just, like, his messiness and you know, him thinking like, oh yeah, it's fine. Just give a bunny a bagel. Like it's not gonna like actually hurt it, but then it does. And I think in many ways he's been doing that to himself, this whole series of like, yeah, like I'll, you know, become this activist. And even though I'm not really trying to like, he's not really like, he doesn't really care about like the whole cruise thing. Like he just wants to use it as a way to get back at his dad. But I think he looks at it as like, oh yeah, like I'll just do this thing to to gain an upper hand against my father. And then it doesn't it doesn't work. It blows back into his face, you know, where he just looks like an idiot up on stage. Um, So, yeah, I I mean, even though it's like a small, funny moment, I think there are like legitimate like symbols from it.
0: Yeah. Like if it was just like once, sure. But since it keeps coming up, then it has to, it has to mean something.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So another thing that I want to bring up is, what did you think of like the pacing and the tone throughout this episode? Because I felt that there was like an undercurrent of like anxiety as a viewer that was really strong as they were working to try to like get this deal together. Like I felt like the first few episodes of this season have really built up to this shareholder meeting. And like over the course of this episode, I was like, oh my God, like something's going to happen. Um, and I know that you were kind of like hitting me up during the episode and you're just like, oh my yes. God, like you called that Logan was going to die. Like, is it going to happen yes. this episode? it gave
0: me such anxiety. I was like, I was so relieved to find out that he just had a UTI. But like, you guys heard it live while we were taping this podcast that Jason thinks that Logan is going to either die or go to jail or something big will happen to Logan by the mm-hmm. end of the season. And he thought it was actually gonna happen last episode. For some reason, that has that was never ever a thought in my mind because I felt like after season one, you know, he's back, he's bad, and he's taking on Kendall. But when he at the beginning of the episode, when he had to put that boot on, and then he started making like no fucking sense, and he called um, he called Shiv Marsha and And there was like an invisible cat. I was just, it gave me such anxiety. I was like, what's going on with Logan? Is he about to get sick again? Mm -hmm. Is he going to die? Is this Mm -hmm. a signal that he's going to die by the end of the season? Um, It made me also think what you said about there should be a succession plan in place that we don't have one clearly we see everyone fucking scrambling. Like Mm -hmm. it, it was just such an episode that exposed how, not ready wave star is now that kendall is basically like you know not he's not the one that logan wants to take over anymore
1: right what would you watch would you watch a show where logan dies in this series there isn't a successor picked or would you rather see him pick somebody before he goes away
0: i want there to not be one because i want to see what they're willing to do in order to be the ceo right what about you i think you said that you wanted him to name one because you wanted to see what they would do like the same reasoning but you want yeah. to name
1: one i kind of want to see him name one because it's been like on the top of everyone's minds this whole series. Like he needs to kind of like pick the favorite child to take over the company. Um, All that being said, I think like plot wise, it would be hilarious to watch the three siblings having to fight it out. And then like, Jerry is still the CEO. And like, she's just like, why do I have to put up with these people? Um, Or maybe she just takes control. Maybe she's like, you know what, no, screw you. Like she gets, you know, (laughs) Carl and uh, Frank on either side. And, uh, you know, just, like, kick the family out altogether somehow. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I just felt, I definitely felt anxious watching this episode. Like, that just, you can just see the dysfunction. You could see the the chokingness of yeah. um, all the the family members and, and the, you know, upper management of Waystar as they try to figure out what to do when Logan is out of commission. And I think it also kind of shows how bad it is that Kendall isn't around to help like because he's their adversary. Like, I feel like he would have been a voice of reason during this whole thing of saying like, hold on.
0: Exactly. He's really, I really said, yeah, in
1: like we need to figure thought. something out here. But instead he was kind of just like yelling to everybody, like, no, you're blowing this up. Like I'm, I'm really done You know, with you guys. And at the end of the day, you know, Shiv who, granted like still isn't necessarily ready to take this you know command um she was forced to make a move and it worked because the deal was closed but i think it was interesting how the episode ended where you know logan is feeling better and he's like i would not have done that i would not have let them you know so take what away. do you
0: think that logan would have done that's what i want to
1: know i think do you
0: think that he's lying and he would have took the deal or, or he would have no. like he would have said that, you know what, I'm not eating the private jets. We're still using the private jets and we'll no. make a deal. Or would he have just like taken it to vote? What do you think?
1: Well, look, cousin Greg can't fit in, in first class. You know what I mean? Like he needs his private jets. But I think Logan would have um, would have strong armed Sandy and Stewie. I think Logan would have gone and had another meeting with them. Um, and, you know, would have used the similar tactics that he used with um, the, the Pierce family in season two and just sit down and, and bully them and and push hard and, you know, say, look, like, you guys want this other board seat, you know, like, this is your only opportunity for you guys to get this. We're not afraid to go to, go to a vote. Um, you know, he'd probably bluff and say that, you know, the president is, you know, has spoken with him and that they're going to toss out the whole investigation and that there's nothing for them to worry mm-hmm. about there. And he would have just bullied Sandy and and Stewie. And I think at the end of the day, you know, Sandy is definitely like out of commission and, you know, his daughter would just have just folded right in the room. Like- yeah.
0: Sandy is going home to the Lord very soon because I don't know <laughs> what is going on. Like she just would lean over and he would mumble and she would translate. But then I clearly see that, okay, wait, what I wanted to know, what is Stewie's relation to San- Sandy? Like, is he
1: Stewie like the is,
0: CEO of whatever they got going Stewie on? Stewie like reports is to he, Sandy.
1: Sandy is like the boss of the private equity company that owns a chunk of Waystar. And then Stewie's like the guy that actually like does everything, you know? And I think slowly. Okay, and what his Stewie, daughter, like what, then what is her position? Um, I think she's just another executive at the company, but who's also obviously Sandy's daughter. Um, so she kind of like is his mouthpiece at the same time. Um, i think that
0: it kind of shows like a parallel oh
1: 100 yeah
0: sandy is well he's okay (laughs) logan might be sick and he might be pissed mad and he might have had a stroke a heart attack whatever the fuck happened in season one but he's not as close to death as sandy is but i think it's clear that with their dynamic it's very clear that when not if when sandy Mm passes away his daughter will be the one taking over. Right. Whereas with Logan, we still don't know who's going to take over if Logan passes away. And I think that's like a parallel right there that we yeah. saw put in action.
1: Totally. It's like a mini version of succession happening on succession before our eyes. Like an off idea. Ooh, put it in, put it on the list. <laughs> um, and you know, there's this line that was said a few times this episode that we've seen time and time again of I'm just doing what my dad says, which is just the Mm. definition of this show of like, yeah, like, I'm just trying to win my dad's favor. I'm just doing what my dad says. I'm being a good, you know, son or daughter. I'm doing everything in my dad's best interest. Um, And, you know, the, the idea of like, who will be the next successor, I think has a lot to do with actually not doing or saying what their dad says I think it has a lot to do with like who's going to be the killer who's going to make their own moves but everyone is still kind of in that you know mindset of like I'm just doing what my dad says so that's why I feel like we still kind of see right Mm -hmm. and why I, I think we see Shiv almost this season is like season two Kendall where she's just doing what Her dad says, like, there's a direct connection there. And it's almost like a race to who's going to become the killer first, Kendall or Shiv? Who's going to be the one to take independent action from their father? Not just independent action, but effective action. Because Kendall is definitely independent at this point, but he's not being effective. And Shiv isn't independent from Mm -hmm. her father, but she is effective because she made the you know, the um, the behind-the-closed-door deal with Sandy, Sandy Jr.
0: Yeah, I thought that was, like, sly of her. Like, both Mm -hmm. of them were just getting in on the action a little bit while their fathers are uh,
1: battling it out. What did you think of of that moment? You know, they were on a stairwell, kind of, like, hidden from everybody, and, you know, they were kind of At first they started, they were just puppeting, like what their dads had said to them, but then they did get to a point where they were kind of doing their own negotiation. What did you think of that?
0: I thought it was exactly what I needed to see from Shiv Mm -hmm. because before I just didn't think that Shiv was, um, you know, you're, you're, you're a Shiv fan to Mm -hmm. the core. You want Shiv to take over. I just didn't feel like she had enough experience and I just didn't feel like she would know what to do. But within that moment, not only did she take over for her dad while watching out for him, but she also like kind of got herself in on a possible like board seat or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I, I got something, you know what you needed from Greg? Like I got that from shit. Like I needed some action, some Something to tell me that Shin is ready for, you know, being taken over that company. I'm I'm proud of Shin. Yeah. This
1: episode. No, it was, it was definitely beautiful to see because it felt like this moment where, like, real talk was happening. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't just mm-hmm. people trying to figure out what their dads wanted. You know, like what the comp like what their boss wanted it was them right. really taking a step back and saying, no, I'm gonna actually take some responsibility here. I'm gonna act on my own and, you know, let's make a deal. Let's, let's get this thing sorted out so that we don't have to go to vote, which would be bad for both of us. Like it's like a legitimate compromise, exactly. um, which, you know, leads to uh, who do you think as of right now should be the short-term CEO mm-hmm. and who should be the long-term CEO?
0: okay it's short term i think it should be jerry and mm-hmm. long term this is the first time in history of this podcast which has been running only what like six, six episodes but it's mm-hmm. a big deal it's the first time that i am not a kindle girl i have been Ooh. transformed and seen the light of a Shit girl right now
1: i love to see like, that
0: it's it's hard for me to say because I've been in Kindle girl from the start. I always wanted to be Kindle, but I just don't get where he's coming from. I think he's like he's he's doing the fucking most, he and is. he needs to stop. Yeah, that was weird. He's for confusing him to go us. On stage and and in front of the shareholders, the people that he needs to actually like impress and do that like that was just. That stressed me out. Like it wasn't necessary either because he has all these things that he still has not, he hasn't used at all. And Mm -hmm. where the hell is Lisa Arthur? We're gonna see her on the next episode. But Lisa Lisa Arthur needs to come and literally like slap his ass for something. Like, excuse me, sir. So what do you think? Short term and long
1: term? I mean, short term, I'm still team Jerry all the way. I think this episode, she was a voice of reason. She kind of was able to bring everyone together. Um, she you know, when she took the stage, she shined bright, you know, she was also featured in all those um, corporate videos. Yeah. Yeah. As you know, what, what happened? They're like, yeah. And we listen and stand up to women. And then Carl just like stops the video and is like, Hey guys, (laughs) we've (laughs) an announcement, which was great. Um, But we see Jerry, like, you know, really helping these deals along. She's putting up with, you know, the family members, you know, better than pretty much anybody. Why did
0: Roman get mad at her? Because
1: he was like, oh, you, yeah. you. well, Roman, I Basically, think like
0: fucked
1: me. Right. I think he was just nervous that um she was acting in her best interest and not in his. And I think he looks at Jerry as like literally like his girlfriend, like, you're gonna, you know, do what's best for me and we're gonna work together. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, she's been navigating all of this really well. And, you know, I think I think she's doing a good job there. And then long term, I just want to clarify, you know, last week I said Kendall. Um, And I think looking back at it, I'm men, I think Kendall will be the long-term CEO in terms of the plot of the show. Like, I think at the end of this series, as of last week, I thought he will be the CEO whenever this show ends. Um, I still think Shiv is the best choice. So I want to, I want to clarify that. Like I personally think Shiv is the strongest choice. I think this episode, you know, clarified that for us. Um, right but I also think just looking at the trailer for the episode ahead with Lisa Arthur and you know Kendall starting to testify you know I do still think that that Kendall has this like hero's journey that he's going to go on and I do think he has he there is a bright spot at the end of the tunnel for him I still think Shiv though will be more qualified I just think that that Kendall's still going to be the one that wins at the end of the day. Like in terms of like servicing the story of it all, you know, both like what the writers will write, but also like for the overall arc of succession, like he is the guy. Um,
0: Intrusive thought. mm -hmm. (laughs) This is going to be controversial. What about if instead of killing Logan, what about if they kill Kendall? Ooh. Intrusive thought that I just had that I said out loud, don't kill me, you guys.
1: Ooh. But what about
0: if they shock all of us and it's not who we think it's going to die? Or what about if they kill one of the, the the top players? Like, what about they kill Shiv or
1: Kendall? Maybe. The only thing is, I feel like the show isn't serious enough for them to do something like that. Like, the reason why I say it, like I feel like Logan will die is just because...
0: You yeah, know, I mean, from the yeah. pilot
1: episode, he was sick and he's been sick this whole show. And, it and really, it's about like,
0: who's going to right,
1: take over. exactly. So that makes more sense. But I mean, to see like Kendall die or Shiv die, like I just feel like that would be such I a dark so. turn. But it could happen. It is a dark show. I just think it would get really, really weird and depressing. Um, I don't know. It's something to think about. <laughs> something to think about i mean you know like tom probably won't die but would it be funny to see him in prison yeah yeah
0: it would it (laughs) absolutely would because they they should have what about tom and greg get locked up together like they need to just oh my gosh
1: well they were locked up last season during the shooter but yeah um, oh my god
0: that was so funny so funny
1: before well, we wrap okay, you
0: guys that was another episode of Sub. Yes. But before
1: before we wrap we, yeah. we finish um just a note that you know next week's episode um i'll be filming remotely from new jersey so you won't have this clean and crisp microphone and kaya is also working um to get a better microphone but thank you guys for um the support and the comments um please keep them coming in we really really appreciate it
0: right i just wanted to shout out like the person who left us a review that i i want to actually thank you for your review they were saying that they love the show but they wanted me to get a better mic and i like that they didn't say it in a mean way like yes for you yes i will get a better mic because right now i just use my airpods i didn't know that you know people would actually listen and i'm so grateful for you listening that i am it's on it's literally on amazon in the mail you guys so next week you'll be hearing me cleaner crispier i will sound just like jason hopefully And thank you guys for leaving reviews. So shout out to, uh, I think it was Christian. And uh, shout out to Mindy from Project Mindy. And shout out to everyone who is listening. Shout out to Kendall Roy, looking sad, that Insta account. Love that Insta account. And thank you guys for following us on Instagram at suck.pod. And just thank you for your support. And we will see you next time.
1: Thank you guys so much.